Our gospel reading is found in John 19. Finally, Pilate handed him over to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. Here they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, Do not write King of the Jews, but this man claimed to be King of the Jews. Pilate answered, I have what I have written, I have written. You may be seated. Good evening, everyone. For those of us who mark the spiritual significance of this day, it is a most somber day. Indeed, it is the darkest day in all of history. There's nothing lighthearted, there's nothing jovial about our gathering here this night. For this day marks the most serious day in all of history. But the seriousness of which I speak is not merely found in what the effects of sin did to the Son of God. Granted, there's no denying the depths of evil that surrounded the events of this day that we hallow were quite serious. But the seriousness of which I speak is found more fully in the effects of what the Son of God did to sin. For you see, the cross of Calvary is that moment when Almighty God got down to business. I want you to recall what God had said to Satan way back when sin first reared its ugly head. When God said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head. And you will strike at his heel. My friends, this day that we hallow is that moment of which God spoke so long ago. This day that we observe is the fulfilling of God crushing the head of that old evil foe. This is the day when God got serious, very serious about sin. For you and I, it was only a little more than three months ago that we celebrated the birth of a baby born in a, in a cattle shed in Bethlehem. There was great joy and delight in our celebration, and well, there should be. But here today, we see our celebration three months ago, not in the fact that Jesus was born, but in the fact that Jesus suffered and died. You see, God meant business 
when he came to earth as a little baby. And as he grew to become a man, there came that moment when God rolled up his sleeves and got down to work. God meant business. As he walked this earth in the person of his son, among the sick, the sinners, the dying, the guilty, the the confused, the overconfident, the proud, the arrogant, the defiant, the rebellious, the scheming, and the wicked. God meant business when he healed the sick, raised the dead, forgave sinners, stilled storms, calmed troubled people, comforted the grieving, and made friends with those whom no one else befriended. And then finally, there came that night when God really got down to business. When he was nailed to the cross on Golgotha for the sin of the whole world. God was taking sin seriously when he let his son die for the sin of the whole world. God was taking sin seriously when he allowed his son to die for all the terrible things said and done, for all the sinful thoughts, for all the guilt, for all the failure. And for all the wickedness of every single individual. My friends, we have come here this night. As are millions others around the world. To celebrate. Yes. Celebrate. The death of the very Son of God. In fact, without even giving it a second thought. We dare to to call this day. Good Friday. Granted, there is nothing pleasant about death. Not even the death of an individual who slips quietly and peacefully from this life. And there is certainly nothing pleasant about the death of Jesus Christ. We've all seen pictures and paintings of Jesus on the cross. But very few are able to depict What dreadful pain and torture racked his body. The the suffocation, the humility of hanging naked for all to gawk at. The ridicule and the mockery of the crowd standing at the foot of the cross. The pain shooting along his arms and down his legs. The aching of every muscle in, in his body and the searing pain of his chest as he struggled to breathe. Some who have seen Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ wonder if even that captures what Jesus went through. What a terrible way to die. Yet we have come here to remember. Yes, to celebrate what happened on that day. Heavy though our hearts may be, yet we have come here with thankful hearts. For the death that happened outside of Jerusalem on a small hill called Golgotha. The place of the skull. And the reason why we are so thankful is found in the fact that God takes sin seriously. Sin and its consequences is not life as God meant it to be. But all of us 
from the most recently conceived child to the oldest individual on this earth, have inherited the sinful human nature of our parents, traced all the way back to our very first parents of Adam and Eve. And whether we will admit it or not, all of us can recount ways in which our own pride, in which our own selfishness has not only made a mess of our own lives, but also has made a mess of the lives of others. No one, not one of us, is as God intended us to be. Oh, we, we sometimes try to justify our wrongdoing by saying, well, no one's perfect. But understand, when the Bible says no one is perfect, it's never stated as an excuse. Rather, it's the declaration of a reality. A reality of which the Apostle Paul reminds us, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And given this reality about each and every one of us, we find ourselves standing opposed from the God who demands that we be holy, that we be perfect, even as the Lord our God is holy. What is more, there is a consequence for our lack of holiness. As God declares to the prophet Ezekiel, the soul who sins is the one who will die. The apostle Paul writes, the wages of sin is death. And my friends, that is why God takes sin seriously. In fact, so seriously that he got down to business and he did something about it. And understand why he got down to business. It was not because he wanted to pour out his wrath and his condemnation upon us. No, just the opposite. God loves you and me so much that he did not want to lose a single one of us to sin and its consequences. And that is why he sent his son to take the punishment of our sin, to die for us, to die in our place so that we might be restored in our relationship with him and to know life as God intended it to be from the very beginning. Each of us knows our own self better than anyone else. In the darkest corners of our lives are hidden things which we have said and done and thought. Things about which we regret. Things that we should have said and done and things we didn't do. And it only causes us to hang our heads in shame whenever we're confronted with them. If only we could somehow undo those moments and those consequences which have resulted. If only we could somehow outrun our guilt that seems to dog our every step. This is where, my friends, even if this were the 100th time in your life that you are observing Good Friday, I invite you today to look upon the cross of Jesus Christ through the eyes of faith as though this were the very first time for you. And as you look at the cross, I want you to see the light of God's love in Christ Jesus shining into those dark 
corners of your life. And hear me and hear me well. Jesus Christ died for all sinners. No one is excluded from what he did. Christ's love includes us all. On the cross, Jesus died for you. Jesus died for me. And as we fix our eyes upon the cross of the crucified Christ, this is where the Apostle Paul would then have us know this truth. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And this is what makes Good Friday so personal for each and every one of us. Because what you see, what Jesus did on the cross, He did for you. And He did for me. There's four words I want you to join with me in saying tonight. He died for me. Would you say those words with me? He died for me. Now I want you to look at the cross. And I want you to imagine Jesus hanging there. And now in the quietness of your heart, I want you to repeat those four words again. He died so that you and I might live. During the Civil War here in the United States, a farmer named Blake was drafted as a soldier. He was deeply concerned about leaving his family because his wife uh, had died and there was no one to support and take care of his children in his absence. Well, the day before he was to leave for the army, his neighbor, a guy by the name of Charlie Durham, came to visit him. He said, Blake, I've been thinking. You're needed here at home. So I've decided to go in your place. Well, the farmer was so overwhelmed that for a few moments he was speechless. The offer seemed too good to be true. He grasped the hand of the young man and, and praised God for this man's willingness to go in his place. And Charlie Durham went to the front lines and fought bravely. But sad to say, he was killed in the very first battle. When the farmer heard the news, he immediately saddled his horse and rode out to the battlefield. After searching for some time, he found the body of his friend. And he arranged to have it buried in the churchyard near the spot where they had often spoken to one another after church. And on a piece of marble, he carved a headstone and placed it on the grave of the man who had died in his place. The inscription touched all those who passed by that grave. It simply read, He died for me. My friends, the greatest story ever told is about a man who died in the place of all people of all time. He died so that we might live. He gave his life so that we might be forgiven. Through God's Son, Jesus Christ, the price for our sins has been paid in full. We have been forgiven. We have been redeemed. 
we are restored as God's own sons and daughters, dearly loved by Him. We have been given a new life, one that evidences itself in the manner in which we now live out the rest of our days as children of Almighty God. My dear friends, may these words continue to ring in your ears and take root in your hearts. Jesus died for you. And that is what makes this day so special. Amen? Amen.